Shut up and sit down. Winter is coming. Might just be the cold. Winter is coming. It's cold outside. You don't know cold. Winter is coming for him. It's either me or this cold, and it doesn't appear to be going anywhere. And winter is coming! You look cold, boys. Tis a bit nifty. Uh, rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Saddle up, count people, and get ready for another titillating episode of the Dialed Podcast with your favorite yahoos, Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Yeehaw. Who writes this stuff? Yeehaw? Really? Come on. People, we can do better. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and today I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance in flannel in studio. In flannel in studio. <laughs> it was raining outside. Yeah, in so. fuego in flannel. Uh, in fuego in flannel. <laughs> Does rain equal yes, flannel? Yes, flannel. I, we live in the Pacific thing? Northwest. I do Matt. know. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you have to have some flannel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lumberjack Lance, maybe? Yeah, Lumberjack Lance. Lumberjack Lance <laughs> Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Lover of trees and flannel. <laughs> yeah. Lance Romance. And that voice you hear right there, Mr. Matt Legrand. What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs? Interwebs. <laughs> and sitting in for Evan Price, who is not with us today. He is on his way to Reno or in Reno for um, Interbike. Interbike. Um, sitting in for him today, though, Mr. Justin Wagner. Welcome back, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Good to have you guys. Nice. We're good to be on the show. Or I said yeah. that backwards, and you know, just I don't know how to talk. So it, it that's is, me. It is that's good a good to intro. It is good to have you. We are intimidating. <laughs> the, I think it was on the last, last podcast, or maybe it was after we stopped recording, and it was like, hey, who would you guys like to have? And I was like, Wagner, get that guy. <laughs> He's the best. We like, always want we Wagner. Wagner. We always <laughs> want you on. We always want you on, for sure. Well, so, I'm flattered. Thank you. Thanks yes. for coming. Let us start our backpedal. Who wants to start? I'm going to say Justin, because you're not sitting sure. here. I can't see okay. your eyes, so catch you off guard. You're up, dude. What's up? Oh, How's no. Your week? So uh, let's see. I think I probably mentioned last time I was on that I was moving, that I was changing jobs. That was that? Did that come up last time? Yeah, I yeah, sure man. It's been. all big yes. life stuff. Yeah, big stuff. So, yeah, so we've landed in Salt Lake, and all in the last week since, I guess, let's scope this uh, to the last week. So our stuff arrived at our new house. The Packers unpacked it. I changed out all the light switches and plugs because the color of them were disgusting. So I'm now a bona fide uh, electrician. Uh, and let's see, um, our family minivan went out. And so now we now have a new extended expedition and my car got replaced. So there was two new cars yesterday. Oh, and, yeah. uh, my wife is due today, and we're waiting for the phone call from the hospital so we can go get her induced tomorrow. Wait, That's wait. just all in the last week. New job, new state, new cars, new baby. <laughs> it's a yeah. blessing. But and it hasn't been very long since <laughs> a new bike, he's, either. The new bike was not too long ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> priorities. Priorities. <laughs> wow. It's a busy week. It's a busy week. Yes, I just, very just busy starting week. over. I saw the photos on your Facebook post about the new cars, and I was like, this guy is intense. <laughs> <laughs> so they bo- turned out to be like 
totally tricked out black with like silver rims. It totally looks like the FBI. So here's a funny <laughs> story. So we, we drive both of our cars that were like misfiring cylinders, like out of our house to the, to the, um, uh, to the dealership. And there's some neighbors we've already met from through church and like they saw us and they recognized our cars and we waved and like, they're going to have no idea who we are when we come back. Cause I'm pretty sure both cars are going to get swapped. I didn't actually know at the time. So then sure enough, both cars get swapped and here we come in this like FBI parade of an extended <laughs> Ford expedition, like massive. And then my car is uh, like, it's a Mitsubishi outlander. It's it's so it's like one of those crossover SUVs where like yeah. you have a third row, but it's like super tiny. So the neighbors tell me today, like, yeah, we saw your wife and like the huge car. I'm like, Whoa, they must got a new car. And then like, 10 seconds later i come rolling down the road and i wave at them like they got two new cars what? it's just how you guys roll like once per so, week you're gonna roll in with new something cars new. so technically they're not both brand new one is new to us new to you. but it's 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 uh it's i mean new to me and it's a 2017 so that's as new yeah. as it gets yeah. so it's uh but uh but no so that's our week uh, and uh, hopefully we will have a brand new addition to our family within the next 24 hours. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. So wow. the baby girl, Lydia, will be her name. Yeah, all the best so, on that one. That's and then gonna be a... you got work, too. I mean, it's not a yeah. small thing. To... <laughs> yeah, new, the new job. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and so uh, we're in a little bit of a, uh, a holding pattern with the baby and work because yeah. apparently – you can't just like pick when you want to come in and be induced because like the hospital can be full. And so they're like, well, we're going to call you when you can come in because like there's not enough beds for us to deliver all these babies. So, right. um, so yeah. So we're like, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll just call you sometime during the day. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm going to go into work so that I don't burn too much of the vacation time that I don't have. Cause right. I started three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so how's yeah, the riding there so far? Have you been able to ride your bike? Uh, yeah. Uh, the riding in Salt Lake is awesome. So the very first day I was here, uh, we were in some temporary housing that was in Cottonwood Heights and it was like literally a mile from the base of little Cottonwood Canyon. Oh, nice. So anybody who's watched the tour of Utah will know that the queen stage goes right. Up its final climb yeah. is little Cottonwood Canyon right up to, um, snowbird ski resort. So of course, I first arrived, got my bike built, and I got on it and went to the top of Little Cottonwood Canyon <laughs> first thing after we arrived. Now, the descending of Little Cottonwood Canyon, remember I have a new bike. Yeah. I hadn't cut my steerer tube yet. And so I didn't have enough spacers to put enough um, like friction or compaction on the front end. So when I was descending Little Cottonwood Canyon, which come you get up to like 50 quite easily, I had a lot of wobble in my oh, front end. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, Justin, that's and I was super scary. You give so, me your new address. I'll send you some spacers, buddy. <laughs> it's been resolved. Don't worry. I had it, I took it. We cut it down, and it's, it's all good. But good. I was like – and plus I had carbon wheels without disc brakes. So I got a carbon braking surface, super steep. My yeah. white – Wait, maybe on the upper end with you know training down and a steer you know wobbling so that was kind of like a my wife's gonna kill me i'm gonna crash the first day we get here and i'll be like banned from the bike for the rest of my life so yeah oh well good luck with everything there hope you're settling nice and uh that's awesome yeah a lot of work yep 
Lance, how was your week, man? My week was, uh, it started off very well and uh, ended up not so good. But uh, <laughs> we, we had an over-under last week oh, yeah, that's right. on uh, how many how long my win streak would continue. Right. And okay. So and just to review, um, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to last week's um, podcast, yeah, uh, Lance had won five in a row. Four in a row. Four in a row, and it was a lot of you know cyclocross racing. And we all bet like how many he would go. I think Evan said eight. I said another four or five, and Jake said another five. Okay, something yeah. like that. Those yeah. are the numbers, and you guys can correct us if we're wrong. But it, you had also gotten the nod for an upgrade. Not yet. Okay. No, when we recorded last week, okay. I I was a, a cat three. Yes. That afternoon, I got the email that said, "Congratulations, <laughs> you have now uh, uh, been upgraded to a cat too." So it was mandatory, like you gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no choice, gotta go. So, um, so the win streak ended. <laughs> I didn't win a single race this week. So it was it was pretty fun though. I had a good time. I went to the Portland Trophy Cup, which is a weekly uh, Tuesday night uh, cyclocross race. I decided to do the Masters 1-2 race. So we go at the same time that the elites go in a in a second wave. Um, I was super nervous about it. You know, I didn't know how fast the guys would be if I was just going to get outclassed. I talked to one of the elite guys who's kind of a friend, and he said, look, dude, just just roll up there like you belong. Just act like you belong. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So they call us up. I rolled right to the front. I kind of weaseled a position because they didn't have call-ups. And um, I got a good start. Race went well. I took second in my first Masters 1-2 race. Yeah. Which was which was great. Wow. So there was only like twelve or thirteen guys, so not many yeah. guys in the race. So nice. I was I was pretty happy about that. Next night, blind date at the dairy, um, another uh, cyclocross weekly series, mm-hmm. and after I warmed up, um, it poured rain. So we, I did a couple dry laps, and then the the course just turned to yeah. mud. You're like these tires are perfect for this oh, dry course. Yes, <laughs> I completely had the wrong tires on. Oh man! So it just went to total mud. Yeah. Um, There's some lucky guy that's like, I'm not gonna change these tires. It's a lot of hassle. <laughs> right. And he's like, Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. So um in that race i there was a masters two three class and i decided to race that one instead of the masters one two and there was about 20 guys in in that one and i i was respectable i took third in that race which was great (laughs) that's respectful that's a podium yeah yeah. that's awesome (laughs) so so i was i was pretty it doesn't mean anything if he doesn't win that's right You're already so bummed out about your losing, your losing, <laughs> right, my streak. losing streak. It's already started. So, so I, I felt pretty good about that, you know, and these are the weekly series races aren't quite as big, you know, there's not as, as many people there. So felt pretty good. We got to Saturday's race, which is part of a, a weekend series, the Grand Prix Carl Decker. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this race was at Zalder Cross, put on by the Tireless Velo group here out of uh, Vancouver, Washougal. Great guys. Great course. Um, the weekend races are way bigger. There are a lot more people there. And and I had a choice between racing the the open two three class or the Masters one two class. And I thought Forget it. I'm just going to do the Masters 1-2 yeah. class and see how it goes. Um, Good for you. Because I, 
I knew I had the wrong tires on Wednesday night. Right. I went and bought new tires okay. on Friday and installed them Friday afternoon. The race is on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And they're tubeless tires. Mm -hmm. And um, th that proved to be a mistake. It's a process, right? <laughs> it's a process because you need more than 24 hours for tubeless sealant to really seal. Okay. And so, and, and I didn't foresee that. So, um, this one, there was, a, there was 25 guys in the Masters 1-2 race. We went right behind the elite field and I got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, I, that one they did have call-ups and I did not get a good starting position. And out of the 25 guys, after the first lap, I was like 15th or right. 12th or something like that. I was about mid-pack. And um, I was powering up a climb and just blew my tire off the wheel. Uh, yeah, not full tire off the wheel. Like. Um, it burped first, and and it was still rideable. And I only made it like another quarter lap, and uh. it, it completely went. So I had a pit bike. I had my gravel bike okay. Okay. in in the pits just in case. I ran to the pits, got on my gravel bike, and finished the race. So I finished it. But I was like 19th or were you, something. Were you kind of cruising at that point where you're just like, um, yeah, let's just get through this? The difference between the, the Masters 1-2 on the weekends is it's a 60-minute race instead of a 40-minute race. Okay. And so I wanted to go as hard as I could for the whole thing to see if I could handle a 60-minute race. Which I would expect you to be better at 60. I was fine. Yeah. I, I did not like gas. Right. Which I thought I might. But yeah. anyway, I got smoked you got humbled buddy. i got humbled <laughs> and then i got nightmares about it the whole night Dude, like oh. so let me ask you this Did you you bumped up last year also right yeah i bumped from a four to a three no did that was that similar kind of situation yes. where you kind of you you know you the first couple races into the you're yep. not just absolutely yeah, yeah i went to a three and, and um was mid-pack right for the rest Which of the season yeah. yeah yeah so that's where you want to be right I yeah mean, you don't really want to be off the back by no, yourself, wait, Matt, but you you don't want to. It's fun to win. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you want to be off the front. That's I want to be off the be. front. I know, but I'm just thinking like, you know, you. I don't think you learn to race if you're off the front Correct. by yourself. You know, I ended up racing with a bunch of the elite guys, and I caught a couple of elite guys cool. who were struggling, struggling. Yeah. And so it was really good to see their lines and see how they did things. Yeah. And, you know, so that stuff was really helpful instead of me being off the front trying to go. But, but it was just like, man, I just got smacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you learned some but, stuff, though. Yeah. I mean, there's it was takeaways, so. Yeah. yeah. It was good. And we had a bunch of teammates out there and a bunch of people out there. And it was a great event. It was just fun to be a part of. So, yeah. I was sad to miss that one. I had, uh, do dad soccer dad duty yeah so i was soccer at soccer dad. games galore that on is, saturday so i had to miss out that's so. more important than a team race yeah it was all good i yeah. wish i could have done both though but yeah. matt backpedal for us how back was your pedal. week all cross country all the time <laughs> uh <laughs> i guess you know basically for the next four or five you know for a whole for the next couple podcasts you're going to hear me talk about cross country because it's we have a hundred hundred plus kids on the team and it's overwhelming it takes up a lot of time and so that's what I've been doing. And maybe it's not the most entertaining thing to listen to about a podcast, but no, no, the team's doing well. We had a big race yesterday um, and uh, team's doing great. I think guys got third, girls won. I was expecting our guys team to be better than the girls team, but 
maybe this is a bit of, you know, heads up to me on like, actually, you know, the girls team might be better than I think. Wow. So yeah, so it's good. And, uh, actually have been running a little bit, which is fine. Um, it's not going great, but it's going. Cabs are coming around. I, I can't tell. They kind of hurt today. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, and then, um, I picked up the Wahoo Kicker Core. Yes, you did. Which w- is pretty awesome. I've been on that quite a bit, and uh, I'm liking the Kicker Core. It's um, uh, indoor trainer, uh, smart trainer they call them, and uh, it's kind of like you know it's kind of got me pumped for like winter training, which is a weird thing to. Th- I mean, this is like I'm the anti Lance. <laughs> I'm like I'm like excited to ride indoors, um, but I, it's just like the whole process Amen. of like. I, yeah, no, that's it's just, Justin's whole deal too. Well, I, Justin's like my idol on indoor training, but it's like the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna hit these workouts. I know they make me faster. I just need to do them, and they are hard. And like, you're so gassed afterwards. So, so your quads are just absolutely in pain. And you, you know, I hobble off to cross country practice and yell at the kids for a while, and hopefully you feel better. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so my week was good, and also swimming a good bit. Um, I'm enjoying, uh, I have a couple people that I'm swimming with. Um, one of the guys, uh, Nathan Ashborough, he's like, we talked about him or, or, or we have talked about him. He's an an amazing triathlete. Um, so having some good people to swim with has been good and training's just kind of starting to chug along. So yeah. Yeah. That's my week. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, mine wasn't, again, all that spectacular. <laughs> I already alluded to uh, soccer, so it was like soccer dad duty. Soccer and dad. Soccer did dad. lots of uh, cheering and took a bunch of pictures and just had fun watching my girls play and hung out with my son while they played and hung out with the wife as well, and that was fun. Are your kids doing well? Yeah, soccer? they are. They're doing really well. Their teams are well coached, and they're, oh, good. Know, they're getting good results. It's the and best when you have like a good coach. It's yes. so hard when you're like, oh, my gosh. Yes, this is- and they're maturing on the field and, and just – becoming better, more skilled soccer players. Nice. So, yeah. Other than that, it's uh, been a lot of like restlessness and, and frustration with, uh, you know, just still just sitting around doing a lot of nothing and watching the grass grows. My How's shoulder. the sleeping going? It's okay. It's gotten, that's huge. It, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, I tried um, something new that has really been helping me quite a bit. It's uh, stuff called Deep Sleep. Okay. And it's uh, a, a CBD-based oil that's got a little bit of... Nice other stuff in there <laughs> that um, helps you rest. So um, that has helped me and I'm getting rest and I'm actually getting like a lot of REM sleep according to my Garmin watch, yeah. which is kind of nice. And that's when things start to kind of heal. So I'm really hoping that that trend continues. Um, but I, I, you know, in my, re- you know, restlessness and my frustration and, and really wanting this whole process to be done and behind me and whatnot, I mean, there still isn't much I can do because I've got another like, eight, 10 months of like physical yep. therapy and rehab yeah. and trying to get my shoulder to work again and waiting for nerves to re you know, generate and waiting for deltoid muscles to start working, trying to find range of motion. Like there's just a lot of stuff. You were going doing on. physical therapy for a little while. Are you, did you stop? I, I went in for one visit for and then an evaluation gonna... and then they basically told me to stop because I needed right. to have surgery. And so. then you're going to restart at some point. Yes. Okay. I go in to, um, <laughs> see a doctor or see the doctor for, um, basically another follow-up post-surgical follow-up it'll be in a week and a half from now Mm -hmm. i think it's like eight or nine days ten days something like that and hopefully get the shoulder immobilizer off 
permanently and we'll have right. that that burning party that i talked about before yeah, and then yeah. after that i get to start physical therapy fingers crossed which will be a, a long arduous process and but it'll be good for our listeners that are new to the podcast uh jake was in a bike accident uh with a car and uh, somehow the car came out on top i'm not sure but <laughs> <laughs> yeah jake on a carbon fiber bike v car and jake lost <laughs> badly <laughs> man i lost the bet on that one yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried, but yeah, she got both of us. Uh, okay. Yep. Anyhow, um, it's yeah, and that was back on June fifth, and fast okay. forward, I'm still dealing with all this crap. Right. So, but um, anyway, in my whole process of being frustrated and and watching the scale go the wrong direction and my fitness going in the other direction, it just has been uh, one of those things where I'm like, all right, I got to start doing something about that. So I've gotten back on the trainer again. Um, today oh. marked two days in a row. So really, two days in a row. Two days in a row. <laughs> We've got our streak here. So. Um, okay, that makes me happy. And yeah, didn't you have an does. ankle, a uh, broken ankle or something? I uh, did, and some broken ribs and a concussion, and yeah. <laughs> but the ankle, but the ankle's good enough to be on the trainer, obviously. Yes, it is. It's, it's sore. I still have a hard time going up and down the stairs, but um, riding on the trainer actually wasn't too bad. I was, was kind of happy about that. It was a little. Like you get off the trainer and I'm going to go upstairs and, you know, basically take a shower and get cleaned up. And I get off the trainer to go up the stairs to my room. I'm like, yeah, it's a little cranky with me right now, <laughs> but I think it's going to be good rehab for it. So nice. um, it'll help the blood flow. get yeah, through. And yeah. Well, so we're going to have to connect on Zwift. Yeah. So sure. you were, you were like, uh, how many mu- how long from like, uh, injury to first day on the trainer? Um, today has been 103 days. Not that anybody's counting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, nearly three months, so two, two and a half months before you even three and a half months. Um, I can't do math. Math is hard. Yeah. (laughs) I, I did get on 40 days in a month. (laughs) I did get on the trainer with uh, a teammate, Sean Martin, who was actually the other person who was with me. Um, he, he got hit by the car as well. And we did this, gosh, it was between the time that, um, I finished, with my first bout of my shoulder immobilizer when I was waiting for the, the broken part of my humerus to heal before they could go in there and do the MRI. Um, I was still wearing my sling and all that. And, and Sean came over and we rode the trainer together. And I think we crawled along at like 12, 13, 14 miles an hour for 45 minutes. It was nothing spectacular, but um, yesterday and today we're like, you know, all right, let's go ahead and start doing this and let's start establishing a foundation and let's start working on getting some base fitness back and, that's uh that's gonna be the plan moving on it's not comfortable at all it's super uncomfortable to sit on the bike it's um as a matter of fact the way that i have to sit like i got back on the bike today i'm like oh my gosh my sits bones are screaming at me right now it's just not happy times but you kind of work through it and like 10 15 minutes into it they kind of numb up on you and you just kind of you know dig it out and, and go for it yeah but it's uh, one of those things where I've gotten a little over two hours in the last two days, and I'll just keep cranking it's away huge, and dude. watch things start to, to yeah. mess. Do you uh, do you have a separate sling that you wear when on the trainer, like a lightweight one that you can sweat in or something? Yeah, that's what I end up getting. Um, I have to be really careful with how much I move my shoulder because it's still yeah. like post-surgical yeah. times. But um, I, I'm able to stabilize it, and I've got everything set up, and I'm just pretty much sitting up and, and pedaling. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm stable, so that's good. So. And yes, I definitely sweat all over that thing. It's got to go in the laundry tomorrow morning. It stinks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, you would have two, one to wear during the day and one to work out in. That's the plan. Yeah. I'm hoping that I can get the stupid thing off in about a week and a half, though. So fingers crossed. But All right, let us get started with our first topic. 
we are going to run through getting ready for the winter and um, our off-season training. Uh, this is actually a topic that we had scheduled for a couple weeks from now, but since we've got Justin Wagner on the phone, man, we gotta gotta we take advantage take of that because Justin yeah. is like the master of like indoor training, and he's like really keen on like building training programs, and I'm really interested in what Justin has to say about this topic. So we're going to run through all kinds of stuff from programs, indoor training, to training in the elements, and some tech that we like, we want to be using this coming winter, apparel that we're going to be using, and pretty much anything that comes to our mind for this winter. So let's go ahead and uh, kick it out here to you guys to you know start talking about. And um, yeah, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. Matt, you got sure. to say Yeah, this? absolutely. Well, I mentioned earlier, or, or we mentioned earlier, the Wahoo Kicker, which is an indoor trainer. And pick that up, but I'm I'm gonna try not to buy a whole bunch of you know winter cycling stuff. I mean, I'm saying that now on record, you know. <laughs> to hold yourself to it. Well, it's not that. It's like, I you know I'll see something it'll be on sale. I'm like, oh, that's a good price for this. You know, whatever it is. You know, what like I don't know cycling tights or something like that, right? And I'm like, I'll just pick those up. And then I'm like, I got like four pairs of you know I've got enough cycling tights or whatever it is that I'm like I I really don't. I have plenty of cycling stuff if I want to go ride through the winter, you know, on rainy, cold, wet, gross days. I should be able to do it. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to take the exact opposite approach yeah. to that, Matt. You're going to buy a whole bunch of I'm stuff. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then, ride, and then be like, I'm going to get a whole bunch of winter stuff. I'm going to get a whole bunch of winter and stuff. And then ride through the horrible conditions. That's, that's right. Yeah. You know, my... my thing i always say is there's no bad weather there's just right. bad gear exactly it's yeah, just yeah. the wrong gear however if it's pouring rain out it is difficult to gear up and get on your bike and head out but if i'm already out there riding yeah. and then it starts raining yep it, it doesn't same thing with bother running. me that like much the same thing on, on, yeah. on my run today started pouring i was like yep yeah, it's you don't you almost don't even notice yeah. it's just like yeah mm, it's raining going. yeah yeah Justin, do you think living in Salt Lake now is going to change your riding habits in the wintertime, or is the, the climate about the same? So, yeah, great question. Uh, I think it's pretty similar. Um, but here's what uh, I think it will change things a little bit. So, uh, like, daylight's quite a bit shifted here differently because, like, uh, east and west, it's not that much different. Like, it's just barely uh, back east from where Spokane was. Um, but it's um, a different time zone. So what? So basically, sun doesn't rise till much later in the day, but it also stays, you know, light later in the day. Couple that with my work schedule being a bit different, I think it'll change things. I have no idea what that change will be. Um, my, uh, uh, yeah, in terms of winter training, I'm not sure how it'll change. You know, I think I'll, I will incorporate a lot more. Um, commuting. I'm about 15 miles oh, away cool. from work, which wow. makes it a great uh, bike commute, actually. Yeah, nice. It was like four miles before, and I didn't even want to bother with it. So, so real uh, quick for folks who maybe haven't heard before, I'm not quite sure with who Justin Wagner is, give us a little bit of a background about yeah. you and ODZ and the kind of stuff that you like doing and how, how involved you are with the Zwift community. Yeah, so so name's Justin Wagner. I'm originally from the Spokane, Washington area. Um, and so I'm pretty new to cycling, but I pretty early on I got in. So I knew, let's say, four years or so. Um, I got in pretty quick into training online because I'm a nerd. And, <laughs> you know, it gets it got to be wintertime. And basically we were doing scheduled group rides with 
with buddies in Spokane and we were like, man, it was kind of a long drive for him. Weather was getting bad and we'd heard of Zwift and we were like, okay, there's gotta be a way for us to like both stay at home, get on our trainers and still like shoot the breeze while we're getting our bike ride in. Like that's gotta be possible. And so, so I did and I, and I ran across this group ODZ and it was pretty awesome. Um, and basically I've, I've gone full bonkers into, uh, being an ODZ, my bike is all custom painted team ODZ. Um, and so team ODZ in a nutshell is it's a community, uh, slash there's team people do race for this, for the community, um, where we do a lot of group rides on Zwift. So daily, if not multiple times a day, we have, um, ride leaders who are actively organizing, um, rides on Zwift and one of the things that we do to really take the Zwift experience to the next level is we utilize voice chat, just like I'm talking to these yahoos right now. Just imagine <laughs> me being on a trainer, and you'd hear, <laughs> <laughs> you'd hear the trainer in the background. But uh, you know, you're you're riding together. You totally see your avatars uh, going back and forth, and you're shooting the breeze, and you're saying. I'm going to drop you or whatever, the same kind of stuff you'd um, say in real life, except after you drop a guy, he still can talk to you. So that's kind of annoying, actually. But, uh, <laughs> hey, would you stop, please? I need to catch up. <laughs> you lost your Discord privileges. You got dropped. <laughs> Mute. So, but yeah, so yeah, all joking aside, you know, the, the audio makes it so that like, you know, Zwift has the chat you can type built into it, but anyone who uses Zwift figures out pretty quickly that you're really not, it's hard to type while doing it, and right. it's really hard to carry on conversations. So, uh, yeah, we use Discord, and it is, it's awesome. Um, and uh, so ODZ was just online, and then I had been racing for a separate interrail live team, and I said, you know what? Let's just make a team. So I had launched an ODZ team in Spokane, uh, and that took off uh, like gangbusters. And then after a year of it running, I lost my job in Spokane. The team's still going, but now I'm in I'm in Salt Lake. And uh, plans TBD as to what ODZ may look like in, in Salt Lake, but uh, yeah, that's my I'm next here. Question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'd love to start it here, but. We just listed off everything going on in my life yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> Give it time. And exactly. starting bike club team doesn't fit. You get tons so, of time. You get tons of time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually I'm gonna be racing with a team down here called uh, Endurance three sixty. I don't know if you guys have uh, they're actually one of the sponsors of ODZ that Endurance three sixty is a sports supplement um, that you take to help for targeted endurance athletes. And so they've got a team down here and to brag about the team, just really quickly, do you guys know about the Lodija race? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a 202-ish mile race starting in Logan, Utah, going to Jackson, Wyoming. There's about uh, nine to 10,000 feet of climbing over the 200 miles, and that's pretty much all in the first 100 miles. There's three mountain passes you go over, um, and it's a fully USAC-sanctioned race, highly contested. Um, so apparently there was a tailwind in the right direction this year. And in like the first five to 10 miles, a breakaway of like 
10 guys got away and at the top of the first climb it was down to three people two guys from endurance 360 and one guy from way back east and they just basically said uh let's go they i don't know exactly how far ahead of the pack they were at the end i want to say at least 20 minutes maybe as many as 40 minutes they averaged 24.3 miles an hour for the entire 202 miles good lord (laughs) okay i it's all in one direction so keep that in mind and i'm quite positive tailwind was a major factor here but still three-man breakaway for 150 miles or yeah so yeah that's a whole (laughs) different kind of hurt right there we did have we did have two dialed cycling teammates who did the race this year yeah yeah what what division were they racing um you remember i want to say masters 40 to 49 i'm not i'm not exactly okay 40 50 plus yeah but they 50 plus but but they both made the podium yeah 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 awesome Yeah. yeah it's a great race like if you're looking for an epic race to do I'm just going to give a plug to the guy doing it because, like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, a full-time job for him, honestly. Like, this thing is crazy. You have to uh, apply in April, yeah. like, with all your logistics, and they'll let you know, like, within the next month. And then the race isn't until September, late August, September usually. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of logistics that go into this, and they have to consider how many vehicles are going to be on the road and people supporting. And so it's... But it's definitely something if you haven't looked into and you like going and doing big epic events, you should do it. And how did we get from Zwift to Lodija? But we did. <laughs> We're talking about your team. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know. But uh, that's the tangent du jour. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's um, so okay. Backpedaling, ODZ. Um, what kind of but, riding do you think you'll be doing this winter? Do you think you're going to still be a mainstay on Zwift and that's going to be pretty much your end-all, be-all, or are you going to try and get outside a little bit? So I'm definitely going to be getting up on Zwift because uh, just time of day, like, um, yeah, I, yeah. It, it just it's the convenience factors there. I have a room in my house or a third-car garage that's meant specifically for that. It's currently full of... stuff that won't yeah (laughs) so i'm trying to dig it out to get it ready and i'm actually excited about getting it all set up for that um but uh yeah so zwift will definitely be in my training regimen for sure just because it'll with as you know as early as it is dark and I'm, i'm starting to work a bit earlier than i would have before and uh yeah it just um and this last year you were you were doing these three hour 4 a.m to 7 a.m swift rides every thursday thursday called wagner's yeah. wagon or something yeah. like that yes Is, are you going to yes. try to continue to do those so they have they have continued to go we did have one hiccup this week because we didn't have somebody to fill it in for me while i wasn't there because i'm currently swiftless but uh no it it um it it might need to shift um to being mountain standard time based. Oh yeah. Uh, not Pacific standard time. So it may be three fifteen to six fifteen Pacific. Uh, oh, I was, <laughs> I've been sitting around twiddling my thumbs at 3 AM. So <laughs> I was wondering what I was going to do with that time. So I'm glad you well, got for me. It's still four fifteen, but, uh, <laughs> right. You know, that definitely, yeah, that's, um, yeah, we've been trying to keep it going and there's definitely a group of guys that are, bugging me every week when's your Zwift session going to be getting up because yeah. we basically you know 
the the concept of the Wagner's wagon is everyone's going to go out there and do endurance. And we try to like, we're totally okay. If, if the pace we're holding is way out of your endurance zone, if you um, modify your in-game weight so that you can basically stay in your endurance zone for the full three hours, like that's a big accomplishment no matter what pace you're doing. So, you know, your endurance zone may not be my endurance zone, and that's a, that's okay. The point is we want to do a three-hour-long endurance zone ride because it just really builds really good base. So, and we talk and talk and tell stories and lies just like any <laughs> good cycling get-together. Nice. So, so. Good. Um, so if – we've talked about this before in terms of, like, you know, connecting with, with groups or people and, and have, having those help you to stay consistent um, – ODZ is a great place to go, and if you're looking for a great people to ride with and, and varying levels as well, and, and you know maybe some hacks to hang in there, Justin's going to be a great resource. But Justin, where would they go if they really want to start digging into getting more information about everything that you guys have going on? Ends with yeah, yeah. So we have a website www.teamodz.com. Um, we also and so that's got a lot of good pointers to things. And we also have a very active Facebook presence, um, and probably the if. You know, if you're wanting to like get spun up on the community, it's it, the times that we do stuff is very um, Pacific time zone centered. That's just where a lot of our member or the ODZ members are. Um, we have a private Facebook group that the only requirement to get into it is that you intelligently answer the three questions that Facebook presents to you <laughs> in some form of English. Uh, that's and sometimes. They're people like names I recognize, and they haven't fulfilled that requirement. I'm like, really? Okay, whatever. I still let them in. <laughs> it's funny but, how uh, much of a, a struggle that is for some people because we have the same thing for our, our cycling team's uh, Facebook group that's closed. And if you want to get in, we ask you that you know fill out some of these basic questions. And man, people have a hard time with that. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here that I think there may be some level of uh, if you get into accessing the group through a certain chain of events that it actually doesn't present the questions to you. That's oh. my theory. Huh. Interesting. But uh, like, you know, if somebody invited you or you got a link through Messenger or something and you click to join, like there's no way for it to like prompt you questions right there. So I think that's partially my theory, but gotcha. I just I just want to have faith in humanity. Gotcha. So. <laughs> so we've got four different people sitting here right now who are going to have very different approaches to this coming winter, this coming off-season's training. Um, Matt, I'm really curious as to yeah. what's going on with your plan, what, what you have going on for the winter, knowing that you're going to do a lot of your training indoor, knowing that you're training for a big Ironman race right. next year. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on. Yeah. So, you know, um, as much as I joke around with Lance about being like, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to try and do a lot of indoor stuff. I know you're not going to do any indoor stuff, so we'll never see each other. I do want to get out on a couple rides with Lance and I'm hoping that he'll chill out on some easy rides. And, <laughs> and I, and I, like I said before, I have, I have winter gear and stuff like that. And so, you know, I prefer nicer weather. Um, but I have enough stuff that I can get out on some pretty nasty days and just do some, you know, I don't want to go super, super long if the weather's gross, but you know, those 40 to 60 miles, I feel like that's, that's reasonable. It's kind of when you get triple digits where I'm like, no, I'm not doing that in the winter time. I'm going to save that for, for later on in the season when the weather gets nice. Um, but what really I think is going to hold me back for the first, you know, three months or so is cross country. Basically every weekend we're out of town. Um, yeah. you know, so that, that makes things a little tricky. And then when I'm gone all day on Saturday or an overnight or whatever it is, it's hard to tell the family I'm going to be gone for another four hours biking. 
So there's always the family factor. Um, so I probably will do a fair amount of stuff early mornings on the trainer for now. Uh, and then the longer bike rides, I may try to wiggle them in during the week. Um, like just pull off some work and go do some stuff like that if, if things come together. So, yeah. <laughs> you we'll munching see. on you, something over there, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> so he said that as if triple digits on the trainer wasn't something <laughs> oh, that was real. Hey, I have a Zwift jersey that's like, oh, you've ridden a century on Zwift. And, and I, you, that's just a stupid thing to do. Like I did it and I was like, that's a dumb, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> How many times have you ridden a century on, on Zwift, Justin? Uh, there was a time where I was doing them weekly. Oh. oh my gosh, it's crazy! I think there's Lance just threw up in his mouth I a little did, bit. Man, <laughs> I, go, I can't go past forty miles. Yeah, I think I did. I think it took me six hours, and it was like watch a movie, and like do something, you know, whatever else, you know. And then I think I did something like watch a movie, then do a workout on the bike, you know, and then like watch another movie. It was like just silly. Just like, it was one of those things where I was like, I woke up at like three in the morning and I was like, I'm going to go get on the trainer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So crazy times. But you did it once a week. That's. Yeah. That's yeah. It was a bit bonkers. Basically I had the, the wagon running and I, my work schedule was such that I could, I could just extend it to four hours. And, uh, we had enough of a draft going and things and we were holding a pace that I was consistently doing it like low four hours. Um, wow. That's but, fast. Yeah. So, so that's swift speeds. So let's come on. So, I mean, you just, you got to know, the, you got to do the flat courses yeah, to get that yeah, kind of speed. Exactly. You got to have a good draft and lots of people that just go steady fast with. So. Gotcha. So in stark contrast to Matt is Lance. Lance, what are you going to be doing this winter? I'm going to go to warmer climates. That's what, oh, <laughs> snowbird Lance. We yeah. hate you. As much as you like joke and laugh, I was thinking like, yeah, he's just going to shoot down to California whenever he needs to or I very well Arizona. May. I, I have no actual plans, yeah. but I'm in a very enviable situation yeah. where I don't have a job. I don't have kids at home. I have some free time instead of five kids instead of five kids i have zero kids at home (laughs) um yeah i i need to have an off season so that i have a good on season next year um and i don't know where i'm gonna do that and how i'm gonna fit that in but november maybe 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 i don't don't know when you're gonna put it like there's you're just there's you know there's so much racing to do cross season wrap up in the beginning of december then you can take a few weeks active rest and then get back after it in january yeah most likely that's probably what's going to happen but and i'm going to try to ride as much outside as i can and i'm also in a position where i can cherry pick the sweetest hours of the day to try to ride outside and if it's terrible i will get on my trainer and i will ride zwift can um, we record this? Yes. And hold <laughs> yeah. it to him. But it might only be half a dozen times. We are recording right <laughs> now. Yes. <laughs> so make a note. <laughs> but yeah, I I'll probably try to go to some warmer spots for a week or two here and there. Just Can you just to, like wait and be like, wow, there's literally it's gonna rain every day this week, and I'm out of here. I could. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Pull one of those moves. Yeah. Were you just get in the car and go, or were you gonna fly somewhere? <laughs> no, I I'd get in the car and go. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'd go somewhere drivable. South. Yeah. Just straight down the five. Maybe. That yeah. sounds good. Or Arizona. You could drive there. Yeah. Without Yeah. So we'll just have to So I don't know. That's 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 the dream. That's what I'm hoping that I'm able to do. Yes. So gotta check with the boss lady. Yeah. So she didn't have anything going on either. <laughs> yeah. She's happy. <laughs> She's happy. 
she's as long happy. as you do the driving, <laughs> and she's she, happy. As long as she can play soccer somewhere, she'll be yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's her soccer season though? Does that have a? It never stops. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So. <laughs> it's just continual. Yeah. So, fun stuff. Jake. Um. Yeah. I will be doing a lot of riding on the trainer. Uh, and just because I don't have another option, I would normally like to kind of be like the balance between Lance and Matt and probably even Justin in there a little bit. Um, we're all, you know, if I'm riding six days a week, I'd like to do three outside, three inside. I'm going to be forced to be riding inside though, because I just, I, I, I physically can't ride outside and I, I have no idea when I will be able to. Yeah. And then I think my thought process is, is once I am able to get on the bike and ride outside, um, I don't know you know, how my bike handling skills are going to be. Yeah. I don't know how stable my shoulder is going to be. So I think I'm just going to play the safeguard and keep, keep it inside for the most part. There's going to be a couple of days where I'm going to be like, I'm adamant about going outside. Um, I've always done this thing on my birthday where I do a mile per candle. Um, right. and you know, that's middle of November. I'm really hoping that the weather's not too bad that day. And I'm really hoping that I can do it outside. Push comes to shove. I will be, um, probably joining an ODZ ride on Zwift for uh, yeah. 44 miles yeah. this coming year. So, um, Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So I'll tow you along. Uh, yeah. I'm, the hitch. Yeah. As of right now, though, everything for me is TBD, other than I will be riding, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be mostly on the trainer and it's going to be doing a lot of erg mode stuff. And I'm hoping that I can just get my fitness back in general because it's going to be a, a process. It's gone. <laughs> I got to go find it. It's going to roll back in a hurry, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. One will hope. Any uh, anything out there right now? Any kind of like gear or any tech or any kind of training devices that you guys are kind of keen on or that you maybe started recently using that you think is going to be pretty beneficial for yourself or the people listening to this podcast um, for their winter training? Is there a bike conference going on anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> our, yeah. our our other co-host Evan is in Reno for in, Interbike. Interbike, yep, yes, which is a, a bike conference that they hold. Usually, they hold it in Las Vegas, but it's in Reno this year, which everyone I think is pretty excited that it's in Reno. Yeah, uh, but they will probably make some announcements there, and then there's Eurobike, which either already happened or is like next week. They're close together, right? Interbike and I think I so. Want to say Eurobike is before Interbike. I yeah, could be wrong, though. Know. But anyhow, yeah, we should be seeing some cool announcements coming out in the next couple of weeks. But anything floating around out there right now that might interest you? Um, I, I, go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was going to say this isn't necessarily um, hardware or something to purchase, but this is um, something to get involved in. If so, you know, one of the things about training through the winter, right, it gets long and you need like you need some form of like competition to like push yourself or just yeah. to engage and have fun because you know i think anyone if they were to just do just pure structured workouts um all winter long i i personally would go crazy i need to like mix in like some racing on zwift and so if you are if that piques your interest at all i would say you should look into cvr world cup okay uh, oh, these guys yeah. have been making leaps and bounds in in the realm of let's make racing bikes online a legitimate thing. Because the first thing you guys are thinking is, well, can't people lie about their weight and and this, that, and the other? And sure, but I mean, these guys are putting like serious dollars and serious time and, and development into this. And so the way they've handled like the weight and uh, power thing before was like. Um, the end competition is everyone comes to one place and they have a weigh in where you step on the scale oh. and they log into your <laughs> account and they control your weight and you do not get to go into user profile settings because they changed it for you 
and everybody's on the same trainer. You can bring your bike, but the power measurement device is theirs and the trainer's theirs. So it's like, there's no monkey business kind of deal. Hmm, um, but anyways, so that's, you know, if you want to compete in that or there's all sorts of levels, um, or if you want to, uh, just follow it along cause they do a quite a bit of, uh, live streaming of the races where the racers send out their live video streams and you can harass them, watch them sweat, you know, normal stuff you do on the internet. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's a quick plug for something that's, uh, definitely a good, I, I would not, if, if you're looking to build for the next season, I wouldn't say, don't just say, Hey, I'm just going to race this series and that's going to like build me to the next season. That is not a good plan. And to have a structured building uh, plan that you're going to follow. And if you feel like you need to add in some form of racing entertainment to like, keep you engaged, look into that that's uh that's good good tip right there we'll have to um dig up some more information and post that up for folks to uh check out once we get this uh posted for everybody to listen to um back to tech stuff like gadgets and and apparel and all that other fun stuff is there anything out there right now that you guys can think of off the top of your heads i i buy new shoe covers every year that's that's a good idea that is like one of the best investments one can make yep yeah and someday somebody will come up with like a, like a truly waterproof <laughs> shoe cover booty that, that truly keeps the water out of you. Cause I mean, I've spent 50 bucks on a pair of shoe covers that are great until like an hour in and then your foot's still soaked. Yep, and you're like, still soaked. Yeah. They just don't work. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. On that note, okay. uh, shoe dryers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. We've talked about this. That's shoe a good, dryers. That's yeah. a great tip. Yep, yep. My shoes goes on those every single time I get back from a wet ride. Yep. They work fantastic. I had to and use mine for the first time this week. Yeah. Because it Sorry. poured rain. <laughs> it may sound Wednesday gross, race. but you also need to use them after the trainer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sweat goes point. down. Yeah. Yep. Ends up in your shoes. Yep. Those shoes start to get a little funky smelling, too. And if you dry them out yep. quickly, it's not nearly as bad. Yep. Right. Have you guys tried out any of the new Wahoo stuff? I know, Matt, you're writing on yes. the core now, so you're liking that. But um, Wahoo made that announcement a couple weeks ago, and they announced the, I can just look around the room here, Headwind, which is their um, fan. Their fan. smart fan, yeah. Smart fan. And they also announced their 2018 Wahoo Kicker um, trainer, uh-huh. which um, I think has a very, like, a, a nice, it's a quieter drivetrain, which the Kicker Core also uses, which I did um, experience the Kicker Core being extremely quiet. I'm going to post a video about it at some point. Um, but the, you know, they're using, I don't know, uh, maybe a belt system or something that's just significantly quieter than the old Kicker system. Um, but the new 2017 just has a bigger flywheel. Yeah. Um, so they made a whole bunch of announcements, which is pre- pretty much the perfect time, right? Like people are going into yep. the yeah. kind of winter season and it's kind of nice to pretty up the indoor bike trainer area. Yeah. Is, isn't the there cave. like a, a climb yeah. thing the too? Oh yeah, climb. that's what, right. What's that about? So basically if you're riding on like Zwift and, and for those who don't know or have been in, in like a cave somewhere, Zwift is basically an online riding platform where you can basically plug in your you know, your computer and you can log into this app and you can, you know, sign up for it. And I think it's what, 15 bucks a month now. Um, <laughs> and once you're, you're set up with your bike and it's all connected via Bluetooth or amp plus, uh, you ride in this little Zwift land and it's a virtual land and you're riding with people from around the world. And it's actually quite cool. And when you're riding through these courses, they have, you know, hills that you'll hit. And if you're riding with a smart trainer, 
uh, is with the program will actually talk to your trainer and then it will apply the appropriate amount of resistance and it feels honest to god like you're riding up a hill like it, you get that same sensation and you're either coming out of the saddle or you're changing gears and you're really kind of pushing yourself so what um, wahoo has done is they've come out with this thing called the kicker climb and so basically as you're riding and now not only are you getting the resistance from the actual uh you know land that you're riding in in the trainer but you've actually got um this device that your front fork um attaches to and then as you're going up the gradient it lifts up the front of the bike so that right. you're being you're basically simulating what it is like <laughs> to ride in the real world but you're you know riding in a in your no jake did you try it I have not tried. I took okay. it out to, of a box to check it out. Um, I yeah. can't ride on it because I can't stabilize myself, unfortunately. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I've got a, a teammate who picked one up, and I'm waiting for him to give me his uh, personal review cool. of it. And, Just uh, send it here. I'll, I'll check it out for you. <laughs> I won't send it back, but I'll check it out for you. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to hook you up with something. But um, it seemingly is kind of a neat little admin. And, and what I kind of like about it, too, is that when you're riding on a trainer for long periods of time, there's usually not a lot of reprieve. You're constantly pedaling, and you're constantly in the same position. And what I do like about the smart trainer is that it does give you that a bit of resistance. And so you're changing gears, and you potentially are getting out of the saddle sometimes. So that's good because you're changing your position but if you're riding in that same position for too long, it really starts to kind of wreak havoc a little bit in your hips and your knees and your low back, and you you got to move around. So the climb is actually changing your position a little bit, and it's forcing you to move your body around so that you're not going to be in, again, that same position for long periods of time. So I, I think that there's an advantage there from um, you know biomechanical standpoint to riding on a trainer for long periods of time. Yeah, There's also um, another side effect of being in the same position for the long time, and it has to do with whether or not you've used enough chamois cream or certain parts are <laughs> in contact at the same time. But no, seriously, like getting out of the saddle at regular intervals while you're on the trainer is for a good thing for that reason. Because you'll yeah. you'll land in a slightly different spot. You'll spread the love around if you get what I'm saying. And uh, you won't have hot spots. <laughs> so there's that. And then they have their little uh, smart fan, which is just a really expensive fan. I think the retail price on it's $250 for a fan. If you think about like if you were to walk into a Home Depot, what kind of a fan you could get for 250 bucks. I mean, you could get something that's going to give you gale force winds in your, your office or your garage or what have you. But um, you're basically turning it on and it's that speed and, and it just is what it is. The thing about the kicker headwind that they're kind of hanging their hat on is the fact they're calling it a smart fan. And so you can set it up to do one of two things. You can actually one of three things. There's just your normal mode where you can just go over there and turn it on and it is what it is. It doesn't change. And then when you get off, you turn it off. So it's basically your standard fan. You can also set it up so that it will um, basically change the amount of wind resistance or the wind that you're getting dependent upon how fast you're going and you can go in there and set the parameters for that as well but you know as you start to go faster it blows harder so it gives you that sensation of real world that that's kind of neat it's kind of gimmicky that's not something i would want to use what i really like about it is that you can actually tie it into your heart rate so if you're using one of their heart rate monitors or heart rate monitor in general that will um be bluetooth i, I think you have to have it be bluetooth and the the system is picking it up you can set up parameters to where it will turn on and it'll be on like super low but as your heart rate increases the fan's velocity increases so once you hit your max heart rate whatever you deem that to be like i think i have mine set up as like it starts to kind of kick up and turn on it like i think it's like 95 or 100 beats per minute and then it maxes out when i get to like 155 and mm -hmm. then as you and everything in between there it's going to give you varying degrees of how much wind you're getting so that part is actually kind of neat because when you're slowing down and you're not so hot and, and you know you don't need that much wind blowing over you, 
it changes for you. Or when yeah. you're sweating your butt off and you're going super hard, it's giving you maximum fan blowing over right. you. So that's kind of my, my thing. My big thing is like if I'm gearing up for a workout, I want the fan like maxed out and getting some cold air on me when I'm like in the thick of the workout. But when I first hop on the bike, I, I'm kind of cold. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I usually will just be like, you know, I'll usually take a break somewhere, you know, either right before I get really into the workout itself after a warm up or I'll... Um, you know, even mid workout, I'll be like, all right, let's move the fan up a level. But that requires getting off the bike. Yeah. And really, if your workout, if you're strict about your workouts, you, you don't want to stop and yeah. get off your bike or whatever it is. So yeah. I, I, I could see that being useful. I'm not here's, sure. a, here's a, here's a, not to undersell this device, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here's the, here's the inexpensive trick? option for it. Um, you can get, um, little remote controllable outlets right. that they're used a lot for uh, Christmas lights for like yeah. under 10 bucks. And yeah. it's got a little remote and it just turns one outlet on and off within like a certain proximity. So you just basically hook your fan up to that and you'll have it set to the speed you want. Yep. And uh, then basically when you, you warm up without it on, then you just kick it on once things get going. And later on, if you don't want it, you just turn it off and you can basically control, you know, when it's on or not on at some level to basically control the, the coolness. And you, You'll right. need a smarter fan to be able to change its speed. But still. But I've, but I've found close. with yeah. the – I've ridden at least three miles on Zwift. And uh, so I say that tongue-in-cheek because yes. I ride like <laughs> 300 miles yes, a week. A week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I've found that that is sufficient for me. Perfect. But no – I'll not to say that yeah. not to say that I've I've never tried to having the heart rate connected to it and that's actually sounds like the best like if you were to control the the fan speed on something heart rate's like oh that's genius yeah. right that's a pretty good connector yeah. pretty good connection i guess you yes. know an expensive alternative justin is you could have a you could have a baby have a kid raise a kid and teach them how to control the fan and <laughs> if, if you had like five or, kids or if you're just looking for you know, a fan, if you've got $250 to spend and you just want the fan, just as option number one of the headwind, send me to the 250 bucks and I'll get you taken care of. <laughs> one of his kids will be there to turn the fan on <laughs> and set the levels. No, but I, I do also, I wonder about the, um, like I use like a really big fan for indoor training. I think that's important is for people to have like a pretty serious fan, like industrial type fan to like get enough wind on you on the trainer. So I don't know. I'm, I'd be curious about the headwind is like when it's maxed out like is it pretty decent or it gives you very strong flow it's yeah, it's, it's more than ample for when your heart rate's pretty high because let me tell you <laughs> when i got on the trainer i i pulled one out for to demo because yeah. i want to be able to, to speak to these things and it doesn't take too much for my heart rate to get up now i kind of jokingly said in my strava post that uh it was like a one-to-one -one ratio for watts to heart rate so <laughs> <laughs> i think i was about at 140 watts or 150 watts and my heart rate was right there with me i'm like oh my gosh this is pathetic so but um you know long story short it was it worked out really well i, I maxed out this fan speed and it was like more than ample and it it really like concentrates and blows it on you quite nicely so it, it does do a good job nice. is it worth 250 bucks yeah, it just depends yeah. on what kind of disposable income you get right. so tough sell um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so here's, here's another trick for you you know how much fan you need obviously uh depends on what the climate of your room is like right and yep. so if you have the ability through whatever means there's so much variation in how your uh your little indoor setups are going to be set up but you know if you can get it set to get a little bit of outdoor breeze mm -hmm. coming through or if you have 
air conditioning or or even you know if you're out in the garage and you need heating to get it you know brought up a little bit or whatever like think about that from the room perspective right because that controlling that at the first level uh, may mitigate like the fan needs you, you may not be able to mitigate it at all and you might need 10 ultra high fans to, yep. to mitigate the heat or whatever but um you know it depends on how big the room is you're in because you know you're gonna as you generate sweat and heat out of your body like you're going to change the temperature of the room sure. and uh it's going to get more humid and stuff so anyways sure. just just things to think about as you look into you know how sweaty am i going to make that room all, yeah. <laughs> all winter long yeah my opinion on it it's a great little device i think it's awesome i think it just needs to cost about 100 bucks less for yeah. something yeah. that's like going to be more widely received because i mean at the end of the day i mean does that really cost them that much to to make i Pro- don't, well, don't think so i mean when you start talking about adding like the as soon as they're doing the connectivity part with your heart rate and stuff like that that's got to be ant plus systems and stuff like that i mean i know that they could do it for less there's no definitely doubt takes market, definitely but, takes some yeah. development time up front sure, right you sure. know it'll it'll this the features will probably stabilize over time and then they'll be like, well, we just want to sell these things. We're not dumping engineering dollars into it as much. So mm-hmm. maybe the price will come down over time. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, all right. Anything else out there you guys are liking right now? What about riding outside? Any kind of particular gear that you guys are really keen on? Lights. Lights are nice. <sighs> oh, yes. yeah. I, I've, I've been using that uh, that Garmin connected light that yeah. connects to the the rear radar yep, and yeah. the light. That thing is money man it's pretty cool huh? yes it's <laughs> told you great these these last couple of cross races i've done are in the dark right so you they have lights on most of the course but not all of it so does, having a does everyone kind of have a light that, not not everybody okay but um man i'm sure glad i did yeah so yeah, i'm sure as the weeks go on more people more will be people, showing up yeah. yeah so do you what do you angle it slightly down yes. to get yeah you know, i just want to see 15 feet ahead okay. of me i just yeah. don't want to hit a root or rock mm-hmm. and yeah. definitely come on flat. live a little because <laughs> i'm going <laughs> flat out you know right. usually so yeah I think you from, know the go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you good. Go. I was gonna say the lights that that I've been enamored with for a while are the are the um, the Cyclic Fly series because yeah. it's a black box recorder that uh, you know when you ride a lot outside yeah. and your wife's concerned about something that may happen and just having evidence after the fact to prove yeah, if, that's cool. you know if you got hit or whatever. It is a good peace of mind. They are, ex- if you're just looking for a light, you will choke at the price. $250 for a headlight? Well, but it's, it's, it's a light. And, and why it's different than like just putting a, um, what am I thinking of? A, a GoPro? GoPros will fill up their SD card and then just stop. And, stop. Yeah. and these are designed probably with not as high um, fidelity of video. But they're designed to like maximize the amount of stuff they can store on the card. You can control the quality level, but also to just automatically dump the oldest footage and just keep rolling. So you literally operate it like a light, and then afterwards, if something happens, you can go pull the footage off. So yeah. it's I great. If, I wonder if we know anybody that could have used that recently. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Theory. Yes. theory. I don't know. Not, they told me that sometimes people crash on bikes. I still don't believe them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's another good one. Um, I was gonna say I I I'm not gonna I'm gonna sound like a homer here, but because they, they take good care of our team, but we do a lot of stuff with Costelli, and I just want to kind of give them kudos because I think that they really know and understand where we live and the kinds of environments that we ride in, and they pretty much have something for just about any kind of climate yep. you can, can think of. It, all the stuff that I have, I love it. I think it just works fantastic. I mean, if you're yeah. going to go out and ride in like, you know, torrential rain for three hours, I mean, if you've got the right gear, like Len said earlier, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's just bad gear choices. They give you those gear choices that you need to really help you kind of go out there and take whatever Mother Nature can throw at you. Do, do any of you guys have that Gabba jersey? Is that what it's called? There's some, they make, yeah. I think it's Castelli. Do they make Yeah, that? the Gabba 2, I think it is. I don't know. But it's like a jacket. All the I've tour. heard a lot of it. I yeah, haven't. I don't have it. I don't one. have it. Yeah, it's on the yeah. maybe on the Christmas list. Actually, I already said no, <laughs> no more, no more, no gear. more gear, no more gear. Yeah, they've got a, what's called their Pro Fit rain jacket, which is one of my right. absolute favorite pieces. And then they've got a long sleeve uh, thermal jersey that's like you know a tight fitting jersey that I actually wore in some races. And that thing right. is great for keeping you nice and, and toasty. So yeah, Castelli makes great stuff. So yeah. if you're if you're not like super familiar with all the different bike brands and things like that. And you want to just, you know, have a recommendation for a brand that we think is good. I think all yeah. of us agree that Castelli makes good things. So, so. The, the moral of the story there is, though, um, like Lance said, there's no such thing as bad weather, there's bad gear. But there are, it, there's, you know, bad gear choices can be like if you choose the wrong manufacturer, you, if you're buying yeah. something because it's on sale or super cheap, there's probably a reason why it's that way. Unless it's just one of those things that they're trying to get rid of stuff at the end of the season and you're buying like a, like a winter rain jacket at the start of spring or summer. I mean, obviously, you're going to get that on sale. But um you know, go out there and do a little bit of research and see what people are saying about the gear that you're looking at and seeing what the, the actual reviews are before you make that purchase because it can pay big dividends in the, the crappy weather times a year. That's just my two cents. Yep. <laughs> um, we are talking about off-season training program. Will you guys be doing anything in the way of, say, Pilates or strength training or yoga or some sort of, like, core workout? Matt, will you be going to do CrossFit? Not CrossFit. Um <laughs> You know, Evan, who's another one of the hosts here, he and I were talking about doing um, some sort of type, not, I wouldn't call it CrossFit, but it would probably be like um, movement revolution. Functional uh, training. Functional training, yes. you know, um, work for sure. Uh, you know, just, I have like a very quick workout routine that I do. And then again, I said this before, but it's cross country season. And so I have all these athletes and we actually have our, you know, an additional training program that we do. So between those three things, I'll do some kind of weights and stuff like that. Um, when, when I have the kids, you know, I'm basically like, I have to be coaching them, making sure they're not doing their weights wrong, but I can sneak some lifting in at that point as well. So I'll do kind of some stuff that way. So I think, um, I think it's, this is a great time of year to, to take on some of those things. Tis the season. Yeah. How about you, Lance? I have no plans to, but I should be. Yes. So what what should I be doing, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll be going over to Movement Revolution with uh, with Matt and Evan. We can all hook up together and do some sort of uh, functional strength and conditioning. Or I'll, I'll join you guys to do what I can. And as my physical therapy progresses and I'm released to do more, we can get involved in yeah. some cool stuff. For you, I think it's going to pay huge dividends next year. Plus, it's going to help support your back. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think I need it. That's yeah. for sure. How about you, Justin? Are you involved in any of that that stuff? Yeah, so... so um, so what we use for our ODZ instructor training, we have um, what we call the Endurance Lab. There's several coaches that uh, basically put together the program for us, and generally a part of what gets put into that is, um, you know, 
core exercises that can be done with very minimal um, equipment, right? Yeah. So if a lot of it's just using body weight um, or, you know, they pick ones that was like, you might just need like some rubber bands, which at one time I went down to like Goodwill and found like, Oh wow. <laughs> Score. That's a good find. <laughs> right. I mean like totally right. Cause so, I go, I like go to the gym and to use their bands <laughs> and I'm like, right. Probably right. come up with a smarter way. Well, to I have do plenty this. of bands now because of okay. physical therapy, but yeah. that was a very, those were very expensive bands. If you look they at are. it that way. Um, uh, but no, so like, I generally have not been very good at like continuing to follow the, um, the core workout stuff. And I think, um, I know it's going to be beneficial for me. So I think that's something I'm going to, I'm going to definitely be better at this winter is sticking to it and, you know, and trying to continue it through the season, at least get to maybe a, a structured routine that I just do to keep on top of stuff sure so that every time i start it's not like why does six sit-ups feel so bad okay that's yeah in the same breath that we talk about you know going out and finding a group to ride with or a team or a club to ride with just so you can stay consistent the same thing holds true with strength training or training programs absolutely group up with a few guys go find a local training facility that, that does a lot of cool functional training uh, you can go in there with a group of five, six, eight, ten people. I'm sure they're going to have a killer pricing structure because you're bringing a group of people there, and then you guys can set up something specific to your particular sport, whether it be like you know triathlon or cross, cyclocross or road racing, whatever you can you know come up with. And I'm sure that they can come up with a really great program. And then you're a paying for it, which you're not going to want to waste that money. And b you've got a group of people holding you accountable to be there, and you're going to go have fun with them. And that really helps get better dividends for you from a training perspective. Yeah. And one plug I want to give there. Um, so if you're maybe not geographically close to some folks that you could, uh, like go like have the, or, or you are close, but like your schedule just doesn't line up. Sure. So that's kind of what, um, we've targeted with the endurance lab to basically help create that group atmosphere through the online communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a very active forum that goes along with the, the training sessions from endurance lab. If you want to check that out, endurancelab.fit. It's it's run by, it's ODZ. It's offered to everyone. You don't have to be a you know bona fide ODZ nice. member to participate or anything, but uh, but it's that's what it's that the whole intent there is, you know, we may not be geographically close to the people we're with, or maybe we are geographically close, but we just you know we're at such different levels that it doesn't make sense, or our schedules are different. There's so many things that go into being able to like work out with somebody else and uh so anyways and there's just a larger variety of people that are online like honestly sometimes i work out with people from europe just because <laughs> they work up late at night and i work out early in the morning and whatever or the midday and it, that's what works out and it's great just so. a quick question this is a total tangent here how many new friendships have you made around the world because of odz they have people that you oh, like consistently goodness. stay in contact with or talk to on a regular basis now is it is it getting kind of crazy yeah, I mean, define consistently, but yeah, I mean, well, like, just I, on a regular like, basis, a lot of people basis. on a frequently regular basis, like at least <laughs> yeah, twenty or more that like I would have wow. pretty regular conversations. So if with, you were to like, yes. I'm gonna be in Germany or something like that, you'd be like, I might need to meet up with so-and-so. Like, oh, yeah, go talk to Fritz over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super uh, nice. Yeah, it's Scotland, super nice. Philippines, yeah. um, 
uh, a lot of, a lot of the Netherlands. Um, it's, yeah, it still blows my mind awesome how much awesome stuff you've done. And I mean, I love when people build community, especially when it's around cycling and what you've done with ODZ or what you've helped ODZ do. I know it's, a, it's more than just Justin. You're not the, the kingpin as we established a few episodes right. ago, um, but you are one of the kingpins. We're going to hang that on you. It's just amazing to see what you guys have grown. And, and oh my gosh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have joined you guys on Facebook and have joined you guys in Zwiftland. I mean, it's just amazing what you guys have done. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a great, and you know, in all honesty, why did we start it? To get people to connect with that motivate us to keep doing our workouts. Yeah, right? That's it. the whole point of it all, right? <laughs> awesome. All right. And you guys, you guys have anything else that we want to add to this one, this topic? Nope. Put this one to bed for now. Move on. Let's move on. All right. We're going to jump into our next and uh, second to last topic here. Good stuff. Remember good stuff? Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff, basically, we're going to share some stories or topics that have kind of popped up in the, the world of cycling, triathlon, running, or endurance, if you will, that are cool, inspiring, and, and just kind of a neat story that we wanted to share to put some good back out there in the world and kind of share some stories. So let's run around the table here. Um, Justin, I'm going to start with you. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> All right, then we'll, we'll kick it over to Matt, and I'll give you come a second back. to come up with something. We Get your always, Google out. <laughs> we can always come back to you. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Justin's coming on our podcast. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. So um, one of the things that we mentioned on the last podcast was, well, actually, I don't know if did we talk about this, like Evan, I don't know if we talked about this on air or not, but like we kind of talked about like, him having the option to take his pro card and things like that and just kind of like whether or not he should do it. And he posted this really nice message to Facebook, which you guys might not be privy to, but it was just basically like, you know, uh, he is probably going to go ahead and do it. And he just wrote this really nice thank you note to um, pretty much, you know, a whole bunch of people, a lot of people back from Ohio that he was, you know, just grew up with and learned about triathlon through and you know mentioned like our group you know and just absolutely just i just thought it was a really nice note um and now yeah and it's just like you know him taking on this pro card i think it's a big deal for him it's just it was just a really nice well put together um i guess paragraph or two it was very Uh, heartfelt for sure and it's just neat to see him kind of realize that he's actually he's made it. I mean, I, he's been working to, for this for a long time. It's something he's wanted, I think, for a long he, time. He just works hard. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's embarrassing because you know you see you're looking at your your training book and you're looking at when you know what he's doing because you know what he's doing. And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, how is he so motivated? Yeah. But, well, he doesn't have five kids. Well, <laughs> no, he does have a pretty demanding he has, job. He has though. a pretty tight schedule. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty cool that he is uh, <laughs> that he's going to take the, the pro card for triathlon and yeah. be a pro athlete. And I guess we'll have to allow him on the podcast, even though he's pro. <laughs> uh, this is an amateur podcast. I said that last week. Aren't we all professionally <laughs> amateur? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Lance, what's your good stuff, man? Um, I, I wanted to shout out to a couple of teammates. Um, yesterday at the uh, Zalder Cross cyclocross race, um, the race that I did was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was the yep. very last race of the day, and most of the races are between 8.30 and 1. Right. So we had, I don't know, 15 or 20 different teammates that came and did races and and it was really great. It's it's so cool to be a part of a big team and have people there at the races 
and people cheering you on and and helping you out. But by the time the three o'clock race came around, most people had bailed. They they got stuff to do. There's clears out, yeah. family. It clears out. But um, there were a couple teammates that stuck around. Um, Terry Hamness and Mike Hamness. Nice. And um, I, I even it was me and one other teammate were the only last teammates racing. Paul first was racing in the elite field and I was racing in the Masters 1-2. And I went to Terry and said, look, you guys don't have to stick around for right. this last race. I know it's the longest race of the day. It's the very end of the day. And he's like, heck no, I'm I'm here. I'm going to stick around and I want to, I don't get to watch these races very often. So I'm going to do it, which I thought was really cool. And then when I flatted in the race and I'm running to the pit, he's like, dude, let me go get my extra bike. I'm like, it's okay. I've got a pit bike right. in, in the pit. I'll just grab my other bike and go. And it just, it made me really happy yeah. that I'm on this team. Good people. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There's good people there. And I'm a part of that, so I just wanted to shout out to those are two people that Mike are salt of the earth, right? Though, and that's that's something that we strive yeah. for. So, and there may have been others there, but for some reason, I noticed those two at the end. Sure. There were a lot of people yelling my name as I was racing, heckling your name. It, it was probably some cursing in yeah. there as well. But and but you know, I was like race focused. So okay, I'm gonna call time out here and tangent on this real quick. I have no idea why they put the elite and the the one twos at the end of the day. <laughs> why wouldn't you put them at the center of the day? Like yeah. not the first race of the day, not the last day. So you put them right in the middle and showcase and show everybody the talent. There's so many awesome awesome cyclists out there who are killing it that that would really blow a lot of people's minds put them in the middle of the day so that yeah, you can see these idea. guys race you can get the people who do it in the morning they'll finish their race they'll hang out and they'll watch it then that race will come and then the people that are racing in the afternoon will come a little bit early to warm up and they'll watch it and they can yeah. really showcase the talent and show people like hey you should strive for this or you should see what someone that's not just a mediocre cyclocross right. racer looks like i just don't understand that I, i'm not Jake, sure either promoter. yeah well <laughs> They all, all the cyclocross races in the Portland area use the same schedule. Yeah. It's lame. Yeah. I'm going on the record to saying yeah. whoever came <laughs> up with that, that scenario. Now, there's probably something that I'm missing, and I know it's a longer race. It's an hour race instead of a 40-minute race. But still, what am I missing? Why I, I would know. you not showcase your best talent it's, in the middle of the day? It's probably like we've always done it this way. And they maybe you know, I bet you there's not a I don't huge, know the history behind yeah, it. I yeah. yeah. I, well, I think I know somebody on the Oprah board. I might have to talk to them. And we know I bet it comes from the Cyclocross Crusade, you know, uh, race directors. I think it comes from them. Yeah. But well, I don't know. Fail. I agree. Sorry. It would be really cool. So. Tell me if I'm wrong, people. Tell me where I'm what I'm missing here, but <laughs> it's a big fail on my from my from my two cents here. But this uh, is supposed to be good stuff. Yeah. Sorry, you Sorry, just blew that, it. That was my not good stuff of, of, of good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my, my tangent. Bad stuff. <laughs> Bad stuff. Uh, all right. Um, my good stuff. And I'm going to go back onto the Obra thing here. Um, as some of you know, I do sit on the board of directors for the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association. And I'm having fun doing that. I'm donating my time to give back to the sport that I love and to give back to bicycle <coughs> racing. And one thing that I really want to see happen is more people come out and race. And that, that's near and dear to my heart. And that's the reason why I wanted to, to take that position so that we can get more people out there racing and we can better advocate for the cycling community. So we just had some numbers come out. And I was um, pleasantly surprised, you guys. Racing is not dying in the Pacific oh, Northwest. Good. We actually saw an uptick 
in the number of race uh, racers that came out and have raced year to date. And what always oh, wow. happens at the end of the cyclocross season, that's usually where we make up for the, the rest of the year. So I'll liken this to like, um, like the toy industry. They don't really do all that great until you come up to like Black Friday through Christmas, and that's where they actually get themselves into the the black. And that's kind of what it's been like with Obra because their numbers have been dying. Like road racing has been down, and some of the other event, uh, like mountain biking has been down. And then they don't usually make up for it till cyclocross season rolls around, um, because it's such a popular sport here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, we are going into the cyclocross season up from years prior. So oh, that's wow. kind of a neat thing. We are seeing more people going out and riding and racing bikes. I'm not saying that we had anything to do with that, but I think on the whole, I'm seeing other teams out there, and I know our team in particular have been doing a great job of pulling new people into racing. I think that we had something like, I think it's over 30 people in the 2018 year, 25 or 30 people that have never raced before come out and race a bicycle for the first time. Wow. That's pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. Um, as a matter of fact, it's good stuff. It's so good stuff. It's, and it's fun to see other teams doing the same thing. And I'm thinking that with due time and with some other things that we're working on in, in Oberland, um, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that's, that's really a lot of fun and I'm super excited about. I'm really hoping that we'll continue to see that number trend in that right direction. So that's good stuff. Nice. I like it. Justin, did you come up with anything? Yeah, I I did. I did. So, so, uh, this is going to be my perspective of a new cycling community that I've just basically landed in. And I kind of want to give just a little bit of a kudos to, I think a promoter that I think has been, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know if pushing the boundary is the right way to phrase it, but just not being happy with the status quo and constantly trying to improve because ultimately at the end of the day, the sport stays alive. If we are looking for new unique ways to either make things easier or better or more adaptive. And this guy's just been very, very active in the community doing precisely that. I think his name is um, Jared Eborn. And I think uh, what, let me, I should know the name of, um, the club he's with because i think that's important um so i first came in contact with him through the west mountain road race which was a race i did when i first showed up totally unprepared for it 100 miles and i was not ready for a 100 mile race but (laughs) that's besides the point uh extra mile racing is the name of their club and so anyways just quick just shout out to them to hey you know what i'm a pretty new face to the community they're obviously um, pushing to just kind of keep the sport alive and doing good things. And nice. I, and I want to give them kudos for that. So nice, Jared. Thanks bud. Yes. Yeah. Excellent stuff right there. So, all right, let's, uh, let's change gears and get into one last thing here, guys. And we'll wrap this thing up. Matt, one last thing. Um, posted a video. What did I, maybe on Friday. Oh, it was, um, water bottles on water. your bike frame. Uh, so, um, Justin, don't look at your computer. How much time do you think it costs you for a 40K time trial to add uh, bottles and cages to your bike frame? Take a guess. 40 kilometers, 40 kilometers. Just adding bottles. Hmm. Just on, are we taking like, into account the fact that you might what, what temperature are we racing at and are you gonna like go into like <laughs> i need more water during the race because you've raced without water purely aerodynamically Pure, purely aerodynamically we're not talking about weight and we're not talking about um losses to okay dehydration. purely aerodynamically purely no weight aerodynamic, difference yes and dehydration mm. we're not th- we're not taking okay. that into account just take a guess 
Oh, so you're just you know not paying attention to the important stuff. I got it, but uh... <laughs> the whole you mean the you mean Sorry? the whole the whole reason for water? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. Bust his balls, Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's right now. He's like googling uh, the answer. A minute. No, I haven't. I, I saw you okay. posted the video. I haven't watched it. But good, I'm gonna go good, with a minute. good, good. Okay, Lance, you want to take a take a guess? 40 seconds. Ooh, Lance was closer. It's 20 seconds. Not too bad. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. And, and hairy legs? How much does hairy legs? <laughs> it costs you an hour. An hour. Costs you an hour. <laughs> now, there was a little factoid there, though, about but, adding the water bottle to your bars between the bars. Yeah, to, to that fill was that interesting, void. right? So, well, actually, and that's per bottle, too. So if you do a bottle on the C tube, it's supposedly a little bit slower than the down tube. And then, so, you know, so then two bottles may be adding a little bit more time. So it might be more, a little bit more than 20 seconds. Maybe, maybe Lance is perfect with his 40 second guess. Um, but I'm between the, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but bet- the putting the um, bottle between your arms on the arrow bars, which I'm not sure is UCI compliant, but I don't, I don't know what the rules are on that. But anyway, if you put it there, it actually fills in the space between your arms and it reduces drag by about 56 grams, which is, again, kind of in that same realm, like um, a net uh, decline of like 20 seconds. So subtracting off a little bit more than 20 seconds or something like that from your 40K time. So it could be an empty water bottle, and it's actually going to speed you up by filling in the space between your arms. So that's kind of cool. And that was pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, Whitney, who's one of our teammates, was we were at one of the time trials, and he was like, LeGrand, what's with the water bottle? It's a 20K time trial. I don't think you're going to need water on this ride. <laughs> and I was like, man. It's faster. It's faster. <laughs> With the water bottle. Even if it's empty, it's faster. So, yep, yep. Weird, weird little things. Weird little things. But yes, Justin, one last thing for you. Well, the one last thing is, uh, I'm super excited to have another addition to our family yes. tomorrow. So, yes. and uh, I'm kind of actually hoping it starts early tomorrow morning, but because uh, I'd rather just go in there and get it done but uh we'll, we'll see hopefully the wife gets a good night's rest tonight and uh, it's gonna be a joyous day tomorrow how's so. she doing on the whole is she hanging in there or is she ready for this thing to be done? <laughs> she's a trooper i mean she's obviously ready to be done who wouldn't be right yeah um it was kind of a it was kind of a blow when she called the hospital today she realized oh they said i should call just double check and they're like oh well you're first on the waiting list and we'll call you she's like i was expecting to just come schedule the date they're like nope you're basically in a holding pattern because I'm like, well, what can we do to like get you into labor? And then we're no longer on the waiting list. Now we're just top priority because it's coming. Right. Like, what do we got to do? Right. All the, That's, all, all the secret remedies, like spicy food and have her walk a hill or something like that. Right Hot bath. Truck. The very first, the very first yeah. child we had, somebody's like, well, if it's not coming take a hot bath. And then that like really accelerated it. And it was like, it was we almost didn't make it to the yeah. hospital bed, <laughs> but uh, um, so I joked, Mike. Well, I'll take a hot bath. We'll show that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, so. Lance. One last thing. Go race your bike, people. Yeah, it is fun, even when you lose. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Go race your bike. I'm still impressed with you, Lance. Man, you've uh, you've really like shown a lot of like poise and a lot of like determination and it's paying off for you and i love watching you race and i love seeing you still finding the podium it's not first place but you're still finding the podium <laughs> and you're racing cat twos with cat one twos that's awesome thanks man 
Awesome. My last one last thing is, uh, well, first, Justin, I want to wish you all the best, you and your wife, and uh, we'll be thinking, praying for you, and hopefully everything goes well with you. Um, I am looking forward to seeing an announcement on Facebook of the, the newest little one, the newest uh, Wagner, yes. <laughs> to, to put in the Wagner wagon. Um, <laughs> second to that, we do have, uh, Dialed Cycling does have a, a very teeny tiny presence on Zwift. Um, we are nothing close to ODZ. We're like a drop in their big old bucket. Um, but we do run our little Tuesday night things and we're going to be kicking those back into high gear come the first Tuesday and in October, which is just a few short weeks away. Yeah, so, nice. um, I think that works out well for a lot of folks schedules here. Um, I know that there's some, some local racing still going on. When does trophy cup wrap up Lance? Uh, before, before October starts. Okay. And yeah. then the, what, what races Bl- on Tuesdays? Bl- uh, blind dates on Wednesdays and they wrap up the same week. They wrap up before October starts because the cyclocross crusade is all through. Gotcha. October. So anyway, November. we're going to be running ours and we'll, we'll start it off with, um, maybe just like a, a slower consistent pace on just like reestablishing some, um, fitness and basin for folks. And then it'll progress throughout the course of the season. And we'll run that all the way up until probably the end of February. So it should be a lot of fun. If you guys want to join, um, you can get more information by going to our Strava page and that's dialed cycling and you can join our Strava group there. That's open for anybody and everybody to join. And we post that up on, uh, Strava, weekly with all of the ride details and all of the discord information so you can get on and chat with us and it tells you where to you know log in and start and all that other fun stuff and we answer any questions and make sure that everybody knows what they're doing it's a lot of fun so it's a good way to knock out a bunch of miles on a tuesday night nice so anyhow um justin thank you so much for coming on i know that this was kind of a, a precarious time for you with between family and the new one on the way and just your busy work schedule and then packing like life back into this new house that you guys are setting up. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come out and say hi to us and chat with us on, uh, on the podcast today. It was, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And Matt and Lance really appreciate you guys always coming back and being a part of this little team. It really does make my, uh, my whole week actually. (laughs) I mean, not, not for nothing, but I mean, you guys know that these last three and a half months have been pretty trying for me. So this has been a nice outlet for me on a weekly basis that I can look forward to and kind of hang my hat on to kind of push forward and get to the next one. So thank you guys. Good. Absolutely. So love being here. Awesome. If you guys have any questions, um, jump on our Facebook page at dialed podcast, look us up on the Instagrams at dialed podcast or, um, email any of us, our first names, Jake, Evan, Lance, and gosh, Justin, you're on almost enough to get you an email. (laughs) Just any of our first, any of our first names at dialed podcast and, um, you know, hit us up with questions. Go check us out on, uh, um, iTunes. A lot of you guys listen to us there and give us some nice reviews and uh, some little five stars and all that other fun stuff. We enjoy that and the feedback that you guys give us. So, um, well, until the uh, dial cycling IT department gets on my email address, uh, if you have a question for me, you can contact me at Justin at teamodz.com. There you oh, go. Yeah. There you go. So, anyhow, you guys, um, thank you again. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>